Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book app. All right, now joined by Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. You know you're awesome when you've got Jason Shear as the ultimate pinch hitter coming in at the last second. Jason, appreciate you there, boss, even though you fired me from another uh, occupation. Um, no problem. you need, Mike. All right, I appreciate it. So let's get started here. The first thing I think I want I want to talk about is um, Arizona is now ranked 11th in the nation. So again, they didn't fall as much as I think some people thought that they would fall. Um, but at this point in the game, we do know where Arizona's strengths and where Arizona's weaknesses are, and we're going to start on the perimeter. Um, the perimeter just isn't very good. It's not that it stinks, but it's just not very good, and they're not getting what they need to be able to get from Kirk Carissa, from Courtney Ramey, from Pella Larson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's just not good. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. And look, it's possible that we're going to say this, and on Thursday night all those threes start falling because it's a jump-shooting backcourt. But that's also the problem is it's a jump-shooting backcourt. They're not breaking down guys off the dribble. They're not getting in the lane and making plays happen. It's, you know, if those shots aren't going in, you could pretty much predict how the game and, and how difficult it is going to be to score for Arizona because um, it's just not that type of backcourt. All right, let's talk about Kirk Kreese. And by the way, I I agree. Um, we're going to get Shear's prediction, but I actually do think that Arizona is going to play well this week. So the sky is not falling. Um, Kirk Kreese, uh, a lot's been made, and I don't put much into it, about in Folly Dante's quotes about how, you know, he doesn't like him because he talks a lot. Um I don't think that that really had anything to do with the game. Arizona was going to lose that regardless. But, you know, at the end of the day, though, Kerr did ask to be, be a target, and this is something that he's going to have to deal with. I'm just – I, if you're going to be a target, though, I'm just more of you got to be able to back it up, and he's not backing it up at all. Yeah, and, and something feels off with him to me. Like, it feels like like maybe it's because he doesn't have the Ben and Dale and whatever to back him up, but it kind of feels like he's lost some of that energy. Like, it, right. there's – you know, there's not as much yelling and all that. And the trash talk, you know, it, it, even that, it, it's not that obvious. Like last year, it was super obvious. Like he right. watched the game and he was right. talking to everyone. This year, maybe it's a little quieter in that regard. But um, it's almost like he's been asked to tone it down. And, and I wonder if it's impacted his game a little bit. But yeah, whenever you're going to 
you're going to talk trash. You better back it up or else you're going to see what happened. And he got dunked on and, and it was all over the place because people just don't like him very much. All right. You like, uh, uh, and you've, you've, uh, you brought me around on this as well. You like the idea of putting Kylan Boswell in that starting backcourt next to Kirk Parisa. And a big thing about it for you is that Courtney Ramey, in your opinion, just isn't playing very hard. And honestly, I kind of see the same exact thing right there in that it just kind of is going through the motions and you expect more from a guy who is now in his fifth year in college than just kind of going through the motions, make a few threes, doesn't really play the defense that we were led to believe that he would. And right now a guy like Kylan Boswell looks like he wants it more. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be, eventually you have to get to a point where there's accountability and Arizona's bench isn't very good, but if you're going to make a move, that's the move to make, in my opinion. And, and Ramey's a fifth-year guy. I mean, it, it's not like the system is super complicated. He came in with the identity of being really good on defense, and he hasn't guarded well at all. I mean, there was a play, I don't remember what point it was, where he got Oregon player drove right by him, and he didn't even move. And then he right. fouled him in the back of the head because he was lazy and late. And, and the thing is, if you're playing hard and you're not very good, you know, you can at least make up for it and say, hey, this guy's playing his butt off. He's defending, whatever it may be. Courtney Ramey's effort just isn't there. Like, it doesn't look like he really gets bothered by much in terms of the, the final result. And Boswell, the one thing we could say is even on the nights where he doesn't shoot well, he plays really hard defensively. He's enthusiastic. And, and it's time to give the kid a chance. And, you know, if you want to keep Ramey in the starting lineup and just take his minutes away and give more to Boswell – I could live with that, but I think it's time to give Boswell more minutes and Ramey less. Yeah, and Tommy Lloyd talked about it before the year, and I want to talk about more Boswell here in just a second. But not a good weekend for the four peaks. But one thing, though, that I will say is it's always a good weekend for Four Peaks Brew, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out at the downtown location. Great stuff. Or come to the watch party. You got multiple people on here. My guy Matthew Bothwell, Anthony Humbert showing up there. KB Thiel as well. Andre Veras was there as well. Again, appreciate all you guys. Um, Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. And more furniture, morfurniture.com. Now, they've redone the entire studio. It looks fantastic for PHNX. They can do the same thing for you at a very good price as well. Check it out, morfurniture.com. Now, we're gonna get, we'll get to Pella. We'll get to the big men here in a second. But Kylan Boswell has been a breath of fresh air. Tommy Lloyd talked about before the year that he thought that he was going to be one of the best point guards to ever come through here. I still won't go that far, but I will say that he's really intriguing when you look at it and thinking, man, next year at 18, maybe the following year at 19, this is a guy who, you know, really could do some stuff. And his body is always going to be kind of unique like that, but he's quick. He makes plays. His shots coming around. There's a lot to like with him. Yeah, I mean, he was really good in high school. Like, we, yeah. you know, he's one of these guys where you see him play a couple of times, and you're like, okay, he's he's good enough. And, you know, his body is weird. Like, if you if you are a scout and you're going off physical attributes, he doesn't have what you're necessarily looking for. But he plays his butt off. He's really good laterally. He defends well. And the fact that he's 17-year-old, I mean, he's going to have groin pains. He's going to have games where he goes out there like he did, I think it was a couple of games ago, where he goes, you know, 0 for 4 with, uh, with three turnovers. And that's just part of the growing process. And I think Arizona fans have to realize if you're playing Boswell more minutes, you're going to get some games like that, but those games are only going to help in the long run because again, he should be in high school, but he's a guy where, you know, you kind of pencil him in to be the starting point guard. He's not a guy that's probably going to the NBA early. It's just not physically. He's not necessarily that type of guy, but 
If you pencil Don't him tell in, that to our good friend Bruce Pascoe. But if you pencil him in to be the starting point guard for three years, uh, you can't. You can do much worse than that. You I can, mean, he's, he's legit. You can do much, much worse than that. Um, but and again, too, he's ready to play more because physically is ready. The only reason I don't play, uh, the only reason I don't play a guy like that is if I don't think that he's physically or uh, physically ready. You look at him right now; he's physically ready to do that. And as Lost Highway says right here, great name by the way, he's the most competent ball handler on the team. He's the one that. You know, Tommy Blake keeps talking about how he wants his guys to get downhill. Well, most of these guys aren't capable of that. Uh, uh, Kylan Boswell is capable of that. They need a guard that can get in the lane. I mean, Ramey does it once in a while, but doesn't really know what to do with it. Kerr doesn't really try. That's not his game. Boswell will at least try to dribble in and figure it out from there. And, and that's what this team's missing. They need a few more guys like Boswell, but right now he's the only one on the roster. And so that's why I think they need to give him more minutes. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about Pella Larson. Um, the, uh, and again, Tommy Lloyd, a plus hired, you know, that goes without saying, um, I do believe, though, that it's fair to say at this point that Pella was a little bit oversold. He's not a offensively. He brings next to nothing to the table for you defensively. He's you know, he's solid, but this isn't a guy that's playing in the NBA. And quite frankly, if you're penciling him in for 30 minutes a game next year, you better hope that he dramatically improves because there's there's a lot to be concerned about with his game there, Jason. Pella's frustrating as heck. To me, he's the most frustrating guy on the roster because right. we saw games like Tennessee where he played well. We've seen games where he's come up big for Arizona and been the difference and taken 10 shots. And then the next game, he takes two shots and you don't even know he's on the court offensively. And I, and I always go back to early in the season when Tommy Lloyd said that Pella is good enough. He just needs to recognize he's good enough. Right. And you want guys to be confident. Like when, when you're playing basketball, you want those guys that think they can do everything. And Pella's not that type of guy. He's good enough to do a lot more than he is, but for some reason that just hasn't clicked for him. And he's so, he's just so passive and that's not what Arizona needs. Are we sure that Pella can actually shoot? It's weird because you say that. And then we watched the practice where he made like seven threes in a row guarded right. and all that. So that's it's like weird about that, it. Yeah. When you see that you're like, yeah, he could shoot, but again, it's passive. Like his release is faster in practice when he doesn't care. And then in the right. game in his head, it's like, should I shoot it? Should I not shoot it? And by the time he decides, his form's all screwed up. There's a guy on him. He's getting blocked. It's just go shoot the ball. Like, go put up 10 shots. What's the worst that can happen? You know, Courtney Ramey, the one thing I'll give him credit is, he doesn't care what percentage he's shooting. He's shooting. <laughs> like, right. And for that's sure. kind of the attitude that Pella needs. All right. Uh, Andre Barris says, Jason, how do you improve the bench play this year to get them ready for March and next season? I don't know that that's capable. I, I don't know that's possible. I think you just got what you got right now, and you hope that they can improve. Yeah, you don't. I mean, it, maybe you get a better effort from Vasar, but the problem is you're at a point in the year you can't put Vasar in there against USC and UCLA, right? For an extended amount of time, like you you could put Dylan in there for three, four minutes for a break, but it, it's you know it, it's Cedric Henderson is is hasn't played well coming off the bench against better competition. It, it's just a kind of a situation where you are what you are, and and there's no. I mean, it, it's. Very rarely does a bench significantly improve during a season. And, I can't believe I'm. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to look at another team and say that's kind of what Arizona Arizona needs right there. Anthony Humbert, by the way, be nice about Henry. Be nice. We like Henry, but we're big Dylan Anderson uh, shows fans on this show. At least I am. But two things: the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Here's the deal. 
You can put down five bucks on an NBA game and get up to $200 in free plays. 21 and up, Arizona only. Or you could be like Jason Shear and be watching every single Xavier game, excited as heck, a slap in the wall, uh, slap in your knee, as excited as you are, and you could bet on Xavier on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Um, I don't know what deal that'll give you because it's an NBA deal right now, but at least check it out. And tap and bottle. A lot of people on here showed up. Can't thank you guys all enough. Anthony, Andre, uh, 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 Matthew, Kobe, you guys are all awesome. Tailgate Nate, um, appreciate all of you showing up. We'll be having another one here shortly. Check out again the show notes and the link in the description. But tap and bottle downtown for all the watch parties. Um, all right, now let's move up to uh, let's move up uh, up uh, upstairs a little bit here. Azulis Tabellas to me, even though Arizona is probably going to finish about well, actually no, I'm sorry. Um, you know who Arizona needs, and I hate saying this in the transfer portal. They need to get two guys like the Cambridge brothers at ASU. That's what they need. Yeah, athletic wings. I mean, they the number one priority in the offseason is athletic wings. Right. I mean, it is by far the number one priority. You have and your Flintard and Boswell, you know, we'll see what happens with Tubelas and Bala, but th that's what they're missing. Right. And if you can find two guys like that, and again, I don't need them to score 18 a game, but I need them to be like kind of like they are at ASU. Basically, you can count on them between for about 11 to 15 a game, and sometimes they're going to go for 20 and be a difference maker. That's the kind of template. Again, I don't need that per se, but I need something like that. You need Dale and Terry. <laughs> guy that gets out and, mm. and and like I said the other day, you got mad at me, but I said that. Oh, I, and you're wrong about this. But go no, ahead. No, here's, let me let me rephrase. Out of the guys that weren't clear, lot like obviously Ben is that's who you want, but he was a clear top ten pick. He's not, you know. Right. If you look at a Coloco, or you look at Dalen. Dalen's that guy. Dalen's not playing right now. Right. Right. Had he chosen to come back to college, he's getting 35 minutes a game. He's he's arguably you know the second best player on this team. And he's the missing link. Like, I'm not right. sure how many games Arizona's lost if they have Dalen because he gets the ball up, he defends. And it was similar to when Sean was struggling at Arizona. We always said he needed that athletic wing. And, right. and when his team struggled is when he stopped landing the Ron days of the world. And in college basketball, that's probably right now, if you look at the best teams of the country, they have athletic wings. Yes, exactly. Now, one thing, guy, that we need to continue to tip our cap to is Azulis Tabellis. Um, Arizona probably is going to, Finish the year, what, third in the conference, something like that. Um, but Azulis Tabellis to me is clearly the Pac 12 player of the year. I mean, every single game, 20 and 10, it doesn't matter who they're playing. You know, there were a lot of people that were questioning his mental makeup after last year, but he came in and he's really saw, he's answered all the, all those questions times five there. Yeah. I mean, he's been awesome. He, he's right. answered any criticism for last year where he wasn't tough enough. He showed toughness. His, his spin move off the block yeah. is ridiculous. It's unguardable. I mean, there's teams that have tried to stop him, and then they can, and they just go focus on Umar and double and triple team Umar and say, you know what? Zoo's going to get his anyway. Let's just whatever. And, and so he's going to finish the season 20 and 10. He's the conference player of the year, first team All-American. He's a guy that, I mean, he's, he's just awesome. All right. Uh, Mike Zuniga says, do we think Lloyd does change the starting lineup this year? I actually don't. Or this week. I, I don't, don't either. I think he may. I think he does what I say, where he keeps Ramey in the starting lineup and, and kind of gives an uptick in Boswell's minutes. But I, I, a lot of coaches, people have to realize that a lot of coaches don't change starting lineups because of the chemistry and the overall feeling of the team. They'd rather just give minutes at the end of the game to other guys and things like that, but they'll keep the starting lineup the same. 
Right. And one thing uh, we do need to uh, mention about Umar Ballo. And again, big fans of Umar Ballo on this show. Uh, let that be known. He's a leader of men, as we've put out there many, many times. Um, but Umar's limitations were really shown against Infali Dante. Um, I don't really care what the numbers are. Infali Dante is a better basketball player than Umar Ballo. And that's not a put down to Umar Ballo. But when you watch uh, Dante, He's longer. He moves easier. He was able to bother uh, Ballo in a way that Ballo could never bother Dante. So people need to keep that in mind a little bit and that he is going to have limitations against dudes like that. Yeah, I mean, Dante has similar numbers to Ballo at, at this point. He just is, is a bit inconsistent. But you also got to keep in mind the thing with Ballo that I worry about is he's he's forget the illness. I mean, obviously that impacted him. But what we're seeing now are teams are just double and triple teaming him and hacking him every time he gets a clear right. basket because he's not a great free throw shooter and he's just getting physically beat up. And the reason that happens is what we were talking about earlier, where the guards aren't a big enough threat uh, with their shooting and their driving and all that. So you're sinking in the paint. You're, you're, you're taking Umar out of the game or at least making life super difficult for him. And until the guards open things up, that's just going to be how difficult it is for Umar every single game. That said, I, before we move on to some football, I am going to give a, uh, and I could look stupid on this. I believe that Arizona sweeps the LA schools at home this week. Am I stupid? Do you believe, do you agree with me? I know you're a big Andy Enfield guy. <laughs> I think UCLA is a, a very difficult matchup with the way they're defending, but I do think Arizona responds well. I'm leaning towards the sweep. I think, and part of it is like UCLA has to lose eventually. They're not mm -hmm. running the table and and I think Arizona, you know, if there's a motivation problem this week, there are very much bigger issues than losing a game to Oregon. But I think Arizona responds well this week. Now, do you think that uh, now let's talk about Andy Enfield, because you're still the Andy Enfield denier. But every single year, no matter who they lose, they're always kind of in that same range. This year is no different, Jason Sure, Will there ever be a moment when you say to yourself, you know what, Andy Enfield's a little better than I thought he was? No. Oh. <laughs> I think well, he's. Uh, no, no, we do this with Bobby Hurley too. I think Andy Enfield is good for USC. Right? Would you hire Andy Enfield at Arizona? No. Oh, there you go. Well, but, but he doesn't. Andy Enfield at Texas. No. There you go. But he is <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Whatever. He's, <laughs> he's, he's not a bad coach. All right. I, I, so you rescind not. those comments in the past when you said that he sucks. I said he's a, yeah. I don't think he sucks. I think he's an average coach. Good recruiter, though. Number one good, player in the country coming in. Good recruiter. Oh, by the way, how good is that guy? I would imagine he's very good. He's legit. He's a problem. He's only Andy, one year, but he's good. Andy Enfield is going nowhere, my friends. Nowhere. Let's just – all right. Now, let's talk a little bit Arizona football because uh, – um, had a bunch of people ask me some questions too about what's going on with the defensive uh, defensive back position, um, and obviously Dwayne Walker's moved on. Um, you know he's taken to Twitter with a lot of leadership tweets that are. Uh, um, hold on just a second, Rich. I'm telling you, trust us here. We're going to uh, um, never trust a guy named Rich. You know, right. we're just we're <laughs> trust me on this one, Rich. Yes, for sure. Um, all right. Now, let's talk a little bit about, though, the Arizona football right now. A um, couple things. Uh, first, Dwayne Walker has moved on. This was obviously a move that uh, Jed Fish was. Um, uh, Dwayne Walker didn't move on on his own. This was a move that Jed Fish obviously did. So now what's the next move at that defensive back position? I love Dwayne, but Dwayne's a good example. Sometimes you just don't tweet what you want to tweet. Right. <laughs> like, um, you know what? 
signs point to Dwayne Aquina. It's not done yet from what I understand, but you know, if you're into that stuff, Dwayne Aquina's latest Twitter follow is Jed Fish. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I was going to post that, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, there's other names. I know Fish has interviewed other names, but Fish is really quiet with his coaching and his assistant searches, but there's a lot of internal pressure for Dwayne Aquina and there's other guys stepping up for him. Obviously, Humley and Cecil are going to step up for him. They could do much worse than Dwayne Aquina, but um, it it kind of feels like it would be a surprise if it's not him, but it is not done yet. Have you come around on Dwayne Aquina from when you first heard about it? When I told you, Jason, this is a good hire, have you come around to Mike Luke's point of view? Yeah, what's it called when, like, it's not racist, but when, when you're against old people? Um, ageism. I had a little bit of ageism going on. But yeah, when but- you look at his resume, just because I, I, I believe in a young recruiting guy, but when you look at the resume and you look at the roster – um, they, they probably need a guy that could go out and teach. And when you look at Dwayne Aquina, he still likes to recruit. He'd obviously retire here in Tucson. And, and you look at his resume, and, and that should be enough to recruit when he lays out all the dudes that he sent to the NFL and All-Americans and all that. So I've, uh, I've come around on him. All right. One thing that I like about Aquina, uh, Aquina as well, and this isn't a put down to the coaching staff. I have no clue if Johnny Nansen is a good defensive coordinator. He could be great. I have no clue. I have no clue if Chuck Cecil is a good coach. I, you know, I don't, I know for a fact that Dwayne Aquina is a good coach. And that to me is a little bit easier on the, a uh, little bit easier about things. Yeah, for sure. Like we know what Dwayne Aquina's done. He has the background and we know that he can come in and knows what he's doing with the position. The only concern is maybe is how much say does he get with the defense overall? Does he want a bigger pitcher type of position or is he willing to come in and just coach corners? I think that's probably something that's been discussed, but um, you know, obviously he's going to come in and and if he's not successful, it's, it's probably an Arizona issue. Right. For sure. Now, can they bring uh, now let's talk a little bit about um, the linebacker spot. Obviously another guy, uh, sour grapes on the way out. Um, a lot of uh, comments from the Roberts family, but at the end of the day, I don't care about that because he was going to be a distant fourth on the depth chart. Assuming Leviticus Sua does uh, commit to the U of A, which I believe that Leviticus Sua will be part of this U of A class. No inside information, but wink, wink. I think you're looking at a three uh, linebacker unit right there of Justin Flo. Jacob Manu and Leviticus Sua, and I think that's a dramatic improvement. And you forgot Daniel Hamuli, the transfer mm-hmm. from Washington, who came in really highly, uh, really top hundred kid. Yeah, and, and so all of a sudden you're like, well, if we have four really good linebackers, let's go to that three linebacker set, right? And and I think that's kind of where things are trending. At least you know Nansen will take it more seriously. But these are upgrades. I'd rather have Hamuli over Roberts. I'd rather have Sua over. Colby Cage or whatever it is. Right. Like these are very clear upgrades at a position that is very important in Anson's defense. All right. Now I want to talk a bit a little bit about the offensive line here in a second. But two things. Let's just say that you want to go to a game, but you don't know where to find tickets. And you're like, you know what, six two one cats isn't working for me. Is that still a thing, six two one cats? Uh I have no idea. All right, well, either way, game time is here for you. Here's what you do. You hop on to game time. They can get you many times deals at 60% off for sport sporting events, for uh, concert venues, you name it, they got it. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. We've had people on the post game who have done this. So again, check it out. Game time and Mountain Mike's. Mountain Mike's pizza, very good pizza. I've tried it. Jason Shearer, I believe you've tried it as well. Um, have you not? Uh, yeah, it's solid. Not bad all right, all. it was salt. 
and Jason Shear, you know what? This is a man that likes his pizza. So he um, he uh, if he vouches for it, it's good. Check it out. Oracle and Wetmore. Uh, fun setup. Lots of TVs. TVs always matter in the grand scheme of things. So check it out. Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right. When it comes to this offensive line or this team, to be honest with you, Jason, the, the position I'm most worried about is the tackle position. You got Jordan Morgan coming back. But again, he's going to be nine months removed from an ACL. But... At that right tackle position, I have no clue what to expect. Um, what uh, is Raymond Pol- and Raymond Polito is not an early enrollee either. He would it would be nice if he was, but what are you looking at at that right tackle position? Yeah, I mean that that's the the biggest question by far. Maybe on the entire offensive side of the ball because you could bring in Polito, but you're asking a lot. If you know he's not enrolling, I like that right. question. If he's not enrolling, that was a great question. Yeah, you're asking you're asking a lot for him. Sam Lange is a guy that was inconsistent. That you know he played well sometimes, other times he was not good at all. Um, do they move things around and guard it? So it, it's they got options now. Of course, they could go to the transfer portal. I mean, there's still plenty of guys in there. There's guys that are going to be entering the portal in the spring, so it's not out of the question. But um, that is to me that's that's probably the biggest concern on offense. Gary Bryant Jr., where does he end up? Wide receiver transfer from USC. I would lean towards Arizona right now. I would too. You're back in the A. Think about it this way. He wasn't going to visit Arizona initially. In his initial, when we talked to him, he was going to be Texas A&M this weekend. Now it's Arizona this weekend. He visited Miami. He knows guys on Arizona. The coaching staff actually recruited him when he was at USC. Uh, He's going to come in and probably start. He'd probably start right away. Um, I, I think Arizona probably has a lead. You never know how much Miami's going to pay, but it's also not that type of family. They want Gary in the NFL, and they're going to do what they need to in order to make sure that is the biggest guarantee and not an my, NIL check. My biggest concern about Gary Bryant, though, is that obviously he can play, but I don't want to lose Kevin Green, and I don't want to lose some of these other guys there. I would like to see more than just playing three receivers this year. Is that a possibility, or are we only going to see three receivers all season? No, I agree with that. I think what happens with Jed and receivers is like, in his mind, Jacob Cowing came back. Kevin Green is his backup. When Cowing goes, Green will step in and start. Gary Bryant will step in for like Singer. And and T-Mac will be whatever. And so their pitch is like, yeah, look, you're not going to get as many reps, but in a year you're our starting wide receiver. So it's hard to do. Kevin Green seems happy, but we'll see what happens. All right, Sheer, where can they find you? What you got all kinds of stuff going on right now. Lots of great threads at Wildcat Authority, but don't let me push it out there. Let you put it out there. Yeah, wildcatauthority.com um, on Twitter, at Jason Shear. And keep in mind with Wildcat Authority, when you sign up and after the trial run, you get Paramount Plus for free. So it's like a whatever dollar value, it's pretty high. So it's and, a good deal. And you get, here's the better thing too. You get direct access 24 hours a day to Jason Shear. Yeah, that's worth its weight in gold. I don't sleep. I'm here for you. You are. (laughs) He's Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. Again, great comments. Appreciate all of you. I'll be back with you tomorrow. As always, you've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.